of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning. Father God, I just want to say thank you this morning for your goodness, for your mercy, for your kindness, for your grace towards us. I think that's that's it, God, for your great love towards us. That's what I want to talk about. I want you to help me this morning. And God, I want you to look into the emotional state, I guess that's what I want to say, of your headliners this morning. I want you to see where they are, and I want you to help them. I truly, truly, God, want you to help them. And me too, for that matter. The only reason I'd include me, God, because I I'm kind of getting this message that you're talking about. I'm kind of getting it. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your wisdom. I thank you for your church. Your church is in trouble. Your church is in a lot of trouble. Help us. This morning I want to pray for fivefold ministry, the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, the evangelists. And I ask you, God, to give them strength to stand. Because you said in your word, after having done all, to stand and to still stand. Lord God, we need strength to stand in the midst of hell right now. But I know that you're Lord, and I know that we love you, and I know that you love us, and I know that your word will stand. And as it comes to pass, 
it's going to be good and that you're going to cause all grace to abound towards us. That we, having all sufficiency in all things, will come up lacking in no thing. So I just want to say thank you this morning. Thank you. And I ask you sincerely to strengthen us all where we weak, build us all up where we've been torn down, and God, deliver your people from lies, delusions, and deceit. I ask you to deliver your people from lies, delusions, and deceit. Because God, like never before, your church is in trouble and we need help. In the name of Jesus, we need help. Okay, what's good? Um, I did get a text from Jessica, and I do remember, I still have those two missionaries there, and um, they just got a job, thank God. They're still living in the um, place where you pay by the week, but they're staying. It's been. And man, I pray, I pray. You know, um, well, I guess I just don't know. And when I don't know something, I don't like to talk about it. And when I don't know something, I don't, I, I, I keep my mouth shut till I can learn a little bit or God can reveal a little bit. But I want to talk about something. Deborah Adams, if you check your phone, there's a message on there for me. Brothers and sisters, uh, I've been pretty busy researching some deliverance coming up. I got a whole family that's coming here with about six or seven family members. And I want to see them go home healed, restored. And they and their headliners from uh, they're from Pennsylvania, right outside of Pittsburgh. And they're and they're driving here. All of them, they rented a um, a van of some kind of transportation, so that all the family could come except the mom who has been diagnosed with some kind of heart condition or something. And the mom said, well, Jesus can heal me right here. And I I, I didn't know the mom had said that, but I said to the daughter, I said, well, God is not limited in time and space. I said, God can heal your mother right there, you know. Um, because it seems like the mom didn't want to 
brothers and sisters, sometimes, no, I see this happen all the time. It's not even about the trip. It's about what what happens when you muster up your faith first move. When you make the first move, God will always manifest himself. That's the best way I can put it. Manifest himself. So that from that point on, it's on him. It's on him. It actually is on him from the very beginning. But I think over there in James, it says, show me your faith by your work, and I'll show you my faith. Now, we know it's not works. And you know what? I, I, I hear people say all the time. It just it, it, it gets under my skin. When they throw up in my face, they'll say, um, well, God is not a respecter of persons. I say, yeah, you're right. If he did something for somebody else, he'd do it for me. And then they get mad when I say, well, why isn't it done? <laughs> if you if you convinced of that and you sold, you know, if you convinced of that, why are you not delivered? Or why are you not healed already? Why are you sitting here talking to me? Then they get quiet. I said, let me tell you something in case you don't know it. God is not a respecter of person, but God is a respecter of faith. They'll get quiet again. They said, what you mean? I said, just what I said. He may not be a respecter of persons, and he's not because he says so in his word. But he also says in his word, have faith in God. He also gives you a little faith when you first break through the matrix of your mother's womb. You're born with a little faith. Then there is the law of faith that we born under, so you you can have faith and 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 be receive tremendous things in your life because faith is a law and it works. I say, but then again, is a fruit of the spirit, and faith is also a gift from God. So where are you at when you tell me uh, God is not a respecter of persons? And I tell you he's a respecter of faith, and you don't have what you need. What does that say? That says that one of us is wrong. Now, I can show it to you in the word. Show me. Show me. Prove your point to me. But God says something else. He explicitly says and rebukes people. He rebukes his own disciples. When he says, O ye of little faith, 
Why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? So when you start saying and thinking God is not a respecter of persons, what you're saying is, I don't have to have faith. God's going to do it for me anyway. And, and, and that is not so. That is not so. Now God doesn't doesn't measure your faith because He gives everybody a measure a measure of faith. That's faith to be saved. And you may even have carnal faith, you know, fleshly faith, because your parents could have been faith people. But brothers and sisters, two things you're going to have to have in Christ Jesus in order to um, to to be successful in Christ. I guess that's the best way I can put it. You're going to have to have a prayer life and a faith life. As simple as that. Because number one, you're not going to receive Jesus, God, Holy Spirit, or anything else without having faith in God. And that is found in my favorite, 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 favorite verse. Mark 11:22 says, have faith in God. Have faith in God. And it's not talking about your little... Um, Mental ascent. I read the Bible. The Bible says have faith in God. And I skip on over it. And I don't take time to find out what God means. That word faith there in, in Mark eleven twenty two means have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. So I've been thinking about faith a lot because you just got to have it. It has to be in you. And with the things going on today in the church world, you've got to have faith in God. You've got to know God for yourself. you got to know the word. Because you're not going to be able to defeat the devil. That's the word. And if you think you can, that means you put yourself above Jesus. Well, why? Because Jesus was the word made flesh. I've shown you that a couple of times. And Jesus said, I do nothing of myself. I only do what my father shows me. So you see, Jesus, the word, had faith in God. Are you getting that this morning? The word had faith in God. I used to think, you know, when I was a baby um, Christian, told you the one time I asked my spiritual father when I when I was under the 
intellectual spirit thinking I was so smart knew knew so much. The more I know, the more I learn there is for me to know of God. Because I asked him, was God schizophrenic? Way back then, in the 80s. Because I didn't know him. I I knew the Ten Commandments. Because I had learned that in my Baptist church. Yeah, Hattie, I liked the way you wrote that. The word had faith in God. That's right. Why don't we post that a couple times on here? The word of God had faith in God. The word. The word had faith in God. And so then, he manifests himself. He manifests himself. Now, this is, I I just thought about this because this helped me a long time ago. It helped me to understand the superiority and the sovereignty of God. The Bible says that Jesus is the Son of God. Yep. And you know what came to my mind and I thought about it? And when I when I when it hit me, boy, that thing changed my whole way of thinking. Well, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus was Mary, Mary, Jesus' mother, was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. So Mary impregnated by the Holy Ghost, which is God. Now, this has just helped me. Because sometimes I had to see something to get it. So I thought, hmm, wow, Jesus conceived by God. And then the conception carried out in the womb of Mary. The seed was the Holy Spirit. Did you get that? The word <laughs> Jesus Father God who is the Spirit and conception by the Holy Spirit. And then, thanks to Mary, he took on flesh. Did you get that? So, God is Jesus' Father, 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 Father. God is Jesus' spiritual Father. And God is Jesus' Natural father. Brought about through the womb of a woman, the flesh. It really is a mystery. 
It really is a mystery. The Word of God was made flesh through the seed of the Holy Spirit. That is why we must be born again. That is why God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. One third spirit. One third. No, no, no. Whole spirit contained in flesh. And what happens? What's the first thing they do to that little baby when he breaks through the matrix? The womb of his mom. Why do they pat his little bottom or whatever they do now so he can take his first breath? Breath. Breath. Spirit, soul, body. Jesus. Spirit, soul, body. God. Spirit. God. Holy Spirit, God, totally Spirit, except through Jesus. Grace <laughs> is the mystery of Godliness. I I just think we probably use it such a small um, part of what we really have. And, you know, um, I think there's so much more. But that scripture is somewhere that says um, that that, uh, God conceals the matter. Well, I think that the mysteries of God are just the revelations of Jesus and God. And the more and the more we seek Him out, and the more we come to know Him, He's like, well, some of us are not being spoon fed. We have the part, you know, when a when a baby gets to the part where they can hold their own little bone, little chicken bone. I think we I think we're beyond that. I think we I think we're walking. And I think we're probably at a stage of uh I don't know, I'm, I'm a, I don't know. I, I I should I used to keep up with where I was. But I stopped keeping up with it. Cause I was probably wrong. But but this much I know. What I want to talk to you about is something important. It really is important. And I need to, um, I think I printed it out. I think I did. Oh, I want you to hear this song. Now, this is a secular song. And God let me hear it yesterday. Because he wanted me to know where the world was at. Because God is getting ready to reshape some things in the world. That's why he's getting y'all ready. 
Because he's going to bring, he's going to bring these. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Because you know what? This morning, I'm just talking. The Holy Spirit, I'm just talking out my heart. I ain't got no notes. I'm getting ready to get my notes. But God took me on, on that little journey just now. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. And thank you, Brother Robert. That would be Proverbs 25 and 2. Thank you, Jessica. And Brother Robert, 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Amen. I want you to listen to this song. This is a secular song. But it is so on point. Artist is just coming out of, um, there are a lot of artists right now seeking help. But listen to this song. This is a secular song, but it's, it's right on point.
Do you hear this? Do you hear what she's saying? They send in the medics. She's saying, talking about mental issues. Listen to it one more time. Just listen to it. Now, this is Fergie. And the name of the song is A Little Bit Broken. And she's saying, we're all just a little bit hurt. We all got wounds half open. No, we all don't, but some of us do. But some people going to buy this song for the melody. Some people going to buy this song for the words. Because I believe she's a, uh, I'm not, I'm not real certain. You know, I, I always hear something and don't know much about the person. Okay. But I know a lot of people that can fit these words. And 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 the, and the, the name of a little work, we all can use. We all can use a little work. Listen to listen to this. This is a secular song. And as messed up as the church is today, I really didn't know till I started investigating.
with her was Katy Perry talking about coming out of a suicidal um, state. They were comparing their little work that was needed. Church better. I used to wonder about Katy Perry, but you know, God has a plan for everybody. And this girl here, uh, Fergie, I didn't even know who she was. Still don't. But I know one thing. Whoever wrote these lyrics, I I would like to know. Because she's singing them. I wonder if she wrote them. She probably did. Because she was talking about her own life experience and how she didn't realize all of this until um, she got a little work done through psychiatrists, psychologists. And you know what else? In the first part of this song, she's talking about meds. Meds. They're not going to help her. They're just going to dumb her down enough to get some understanding. I don't. I don't know if she. I don't know what even what kind of song she. I know this one right here is uh, right, right, right on point, and I, I, I don't think it could be expressed. Express. Maybe it, it could, but man, she did a good job here. Okay, so now she was suicidal. She was suicidal, and this her and this lady with Fergie were talking about their pain. A lady came here and got delivered, and you know what she said? She said, "I'm gonna go out and um, she was a deliverance minister, I think. I'm not, I'm not real, real certain, but yeah. She said, "I'm gonna go out." and try to get people of influence delivered. I didn't pay much attention to it when she said it, because I know everybody needs deliverance. Everybody. Everybody. But my perspective is, uh, was, and I always have been, you know, that we're born into sin, and we shape through iniquity, But God said over there in uh, Jeremiah, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Okay? So, I'm thinking that a whole lot of people from every strata, fat, skinny, rich, or, and in between, especially now, because these demons, 
manifesting and operating. Oh, thank you, Deborah. Deborah said it was a team of five people who wrote the song. One of may possibly be her by her real name. Okay. What 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 I'm thinking. And I know God God is opening doors. Everybody in every strata. Lawyers, garbage men, doctors, phlebotomists, nurses, PAs. The clerk in your local supermarket, your male person, male or female, the person who groom your dog if you, if you don't do it, the person walking by you on the street, right now, more than ever before, everybody needs Jesus. You know that guy, Sean Fetchett? Fetchett? He was with Bethel Church in Reading. He's the one that went out. I know he's a singer. Uh, was on the worship team. And went to uh, Minnesota. Him and another guy. And started baptizing the people after the George Floyd thing. And then he went someplace else. And then he went someplace else. Well, Bethel said, Bethel has kind of kicked him off or whatever they do when you don't do it the leader's way. When you don't do it the leader's way, sometimes they don't like it. Because after all, you're incapable of hearing from God yourself. Who are you to go do something God told you to do? So they kind of kicked him out of the church. Oh, thank you, Deb. It says, it is, she was a co-writer. Her real name is Stacy Ann Ferguson. Stacy Ann Ferguson needs to be delivered. Just like I know personally of some other um, artists, musicians. That need to be delivered. You know, the president is going to pick a Supreme Court justice since um, Justice Ginsburg died. Are you praying that he will pick one that's spirit filled? I am. Still praying before you go to sleep at night, like I asked you to? For your sons and your daughters, brothers and sisters, if you have been on this tailor, if you have studied what I've been teaching, it's right about time for you to go forth. You can go forth now if you, if, you, if you so choose. Because it's the Holy Spirit anyway. 
It's the Holy Spirit in you anyway. It is God that convicts them and then sends you to be the vehicle or the facilitator that he can work through. It's time. And then this this is your filling station. Get filled up. Go. I'm going to send some more tracks. I'm going to send some more tracks. Time for you to win. No, no, to acquire some favor with God. How you do that? Witness. Tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Donna. Yes. Except last night. I just talked to God and meditated on subject. God is already moving in this area for my children since I started praying. God wants to do so much for us. And all he wants is for you to take that first step of faith. He got you. That's why he says, put on that whole armor. Helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. Loins heard about in truth. Be shot in the preparation of that for peace. In the right hand, the shield, the, uh, the sword of the spirit. In the left hand, the shield of faith. But it's nothing for your back because he got your back. His angels got your front and around you. And he got a banner over you. What's stopping you? The whole world needs Jesus. You know, um, oh, I, got, I forgot to tell you. Minister Hill is home. And probably will be on the tear line doing her communi- com- uh, Holy Communion tomorrow. But she's home. But this is what she told me. She said, while I was in there, I was witnessing to the nurses. She in there preaching the gospel like she should been doing. Like what God put her in there to do. And one of them got so caught up that he didn't even want to go answer his call. Because he wanted to hear more of what she had to say about Jesus. You know, when they admitted her to that hospital, it was pneumonia COVID-19. That was the diagnosis. So, yeah, they all want to know how can this woman that was right at death's door be alive and look and got something to say about Jesus. Yeah, they want to know. But they want to know your testimony. Because God is not going to send anybody to you to hear your testimony that does not need it, that he is not already prepared, and that he is not already commanded and determined that the demons binding them up are going to let them go. They're going to have to let them go.
all God wants, all God wants, all God wants for you to facilitate while he works. Angel, it's coming to pass. Now God done showed it to you. She wrote in the chat room, Saturday night I dreamed and saw my middle son, Courtney, being delivered. Rivers of foam was purging out of his mouth as he was spinning around trying to get away. You can run, but you can't hide. Not from God. Brothers and sisters, those of you that have ministries, I'm going to help you build them. I, I just had to make sure we were on one accord. I just had to make sure of who God was sending me to help. I, I'm helping anybody on the, to listen to the 10, 9, 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, or 6th year. But now it's time to begin to build. I know how to build. Um, most of my ministry life as a missionary, I was thrown into areas with nothing but the Bible in my hand. <laughs> in my hand. And I had to build with nothing but the Bible. I had to start with it, use it in the middle. One time, this is the truth. I'm not making this up. One time, I needed to hammer something. And I didn't have anything, no kind of hammer. I'm up there in the mountains. Well, my Bible was a hardback Bible, a hardcover. <laughs> I took my Bible <laughs> and I turned it on the side and I used my Bible as a hammer, for real. <laughs> and And the people was looking at me looking at me and, and you know, I was like, well, Sister Erica, wait a minute. They, they went and found me a big rock. <laughs> but <laughs> I was determined. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and and when it was over, I thought, hmm, the word, <laughs> the word is more useful than I realized. But I, I had to use my Bible like a real hammer, hammer and a nail. It, it was just, um, it was just like a metaphor, I guess, to me. It was just like God wanted to show me. But it, but it worked. All I wanted was results. <laughs> And then I looked around, and I had a whole little audience watching me. <laughs> and all I could do was laugh, just like I'm laughing now, reliving it and thinking about it. And so, like I say, somebody got me a rock, and the rock was better. So then I figured, you know what? We could take this rock, and we could chisel a hole in it. And I made me a hammer. I made me a hammer. And I thought, then I thought, mm, this must have been how the caveman did it. 
serving God, you're on an adventure. Just see it as an adventure. And every day God shows up in your adventure with him. Brother Joe used to sit down and make me up tracks with a pencil. He made me up a good track uh, for crack addicts. And then we gave it to an artist to uh, to redo. You You must use what you got. You must use what you got and get started. And you know what? I'm doing a lot of research this week because I'm working on, I tell you, I want this whole family to be made free. So what I do most of the time, if I have time, I will ask God to give me a prayer just for this, whoever it is. Because I know if God gives me a prayer for them, because he reveals to heal, it's going to work and it's going to be perfect. So as I was writing the prayer for them and getting my understanding together, this is what God gave me and and, and said I could share this part, but this part right here. But God began to um, identify to me, you know, about Jesus, us, and the blood, you know, the, the, the cross is the foundation. Everything. Everything. Our liberty, our freedom came to us as a result of the finished work of the cross. I'm going to share this with you. This I could share this part. I'm going to go over maybe maybe just 10 minutes. I won't go over too long. But I got to get this in the airways. Life and freedom depend upon cutting through those airways. It was through <clears throat> it was through Jesus' blood shed in the Garden of Gethsemane that Jesus won back our willpower. Listen, there's power through your will. That's why I've been going this way. Luke twenty-two forty-four, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Now I'm going to Zechariah 9, 11, and 12. As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. Turn you to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render double 
unto thee. And the Holy Spirit was ministering to me. It's time to lay hold of the stronghold of the blood of Jesus. To free every prisoner in your bloodline. In your bloodline who is under any curse. Even now, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God says, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. In Psalm 40, verse 7, Jesus said, that's when I had that um, refreshing about Jesus being conceived and created. Jesus said, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. In the Garden of Eden, brothers and sisters, Adam, write this word in the chat room by 11 people. Adam used his willpower, right, willpower. Willpower. We have willpower. I'm going to need the rest of you to write willpower. Willpower. In the Garden of Eden, Adam used his willpower to choose disobedience over God's revealed word to him. The Holy Spirit was making me to understand. You got to get this this morning. You got to get this. Say, I got to get this. God created man as a free moral agent. God created man as a person who had the ability to discern right from wrong, and God created Adam as a man to be held accountable for his own actions. How did God do this? God gave him a will. And with that will, he gave him will power. Your will is your mental faculty by which you are able to deliberately make choices. To make choices upon a course of action. Your will is your ability to be able to make a choice. Adam, by the choice of his will, sold all humanity into bondage. The second Adam, Jesus, also entered a garden. The name of that garden was Gethsemane. And by the exercise or by the choice of his will, 
Jesus obeyed God to win back our will power. Jesus went into the garden, obeyed God to win back our willpower, our ability to decide on and initiate action, determination, firmness of purpose, strength of character, resoluteness, purpose, and the ability to choose, determine, fulfill, and make choices. Write this in the chat room. If I have given my willpower away, I'm taking it back today. I'm taking my willpower back today. It will no longer be fragmented. It will no longer be scattered. It will no longer be double-minded. It will no longer be um, all over the place. You see, by reason of what Jesus knew, that cup that he had to drink contained in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus agonized. Jesus prevailed in prayer because he saw that the cup contained suffering that the cup contained pain, that the cup contained iniquity, and that the cup contained all of our sins. Satan has gone on a relentless mission, a relentless attack to invade and take captive your power to will. Quit write that. Power to will into manifestation the things of God. Witches, sorcerers have perverted and stolen, filed your power to will. This morning, in the name of Jesus, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you stand up, tall, straighten your back up, take your power to will back. If you have given your willpower, power to will, over to anybody that is dominating, manipulating, controlling your life, 
It's time for you to take it back. Simply. Lord Jesus, today, start to me. 100% plus of my own will. If I have been defiled, if it has been fragmented, shattered, or stolen, today, I ask you, Lord Jesus, give me back my willpower. Give me back and restore unto me my power to will. Lift your hands up to God. See, he said, if you ask anything according to my will, (laughs) repeat after me, Jesus, today, I lose my will from any unknown or known captivity. And by the power of your own Holy Spirit, I take my power to will and my willpower back. And Lord Jesus, you said in your word, you would give me double ability for my trouble. Thank you this morning. Thank you this morning. Not my will, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you today for restoration of my will. Thank you today for my power to will and my willpower. Fill me up. 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 Thank you this morning for restoration of my will. Thank you this morning. Thank you this morning for refreshing of my will. And Lord Jesus, I will never relinquish my will again to the will of man. But I will fulfill the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for restoration in my will. Restoration of my will. Wholeness again. Wholeness again. 
nothing lacking, nothing missing. Strengthened by the power of your own Holy Spirit and my will. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all ready to go to church? Come on, put them hands together. Come on, let's go to church. 